following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, I've heard you say as, um, as a musician and as a writer uh, that the most important parts of any piece or any presentation or whatever you're working on is the beginning and the end. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I understand that from uh, from a, uh, from several perspectives. I, I can understand why that would be. Uh, but uh, so what you have done in many of our, our uh, Keys for Living is uh, that you have um, paid great detail to those, uh, great attention to those beginnings, uh, especially in their, the many times they're biographical. But mm. in those, uh, mm-hmm. apart from those that are not your personal intros, how do you uh, go about that? And you've got um, at least one example there that we've talked about. Well, there was a man who told me, <clears throat> and he was uh, a radio executive, but he said, June, you've written all these topics, but you are nowhere in them. And you've got to help people know why this is important. So typically, most of the topics, now we're talking about the topics that we do, uh, I, I do present something personal um, however, then you have, so, so, so that would be a personal intro, but then the intro for the topic, uh, okay, let me, uh, yeah, and, and I do believe, I believe if we can capture them at the beginning, uh, that's huge. And then how you end is the climax and where they walk away and they feel, you know, you've nailed it. Uh, but, uh, for an intro, okay, here's one. He goes to weddings, always as a guest, never as the groom. He takes gifts to the bride and groom, but has not been gifted with a bride of his own. Some of his friends have established careers and nice homes. He, on the other hand, owns no home and is just beginning a new career with meager finances. When visiting his married friends, he holds their children and spends time with them. They are drawn to him, though he has no children of his own. He's a viral man with natural sexual desires, a man who experiences true temptation. He is a man of spiritual commitment that keeps him focused, that, sorry, that keeps him from uh, sexual involvement outside of marriage. His spiritual depth leads him to fully support his church's position on sexual abstinence for those unmarried. He is regarded by some in his community as different, a misfit, not conforming to society's norms. However, he's intelligent, verbally gifted, and more than able to hold his own in community debates. He's not afraid to express his thoughts and his feelings publicly, not ashamed to shed a tear among friends. He is content. He's a content, confident man who knows who he is and what he wants, yet he does experience times of intense loneliness and longing. Typically, he's not thought of in this way. But this single man, his name is Jesus. Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
And there's a scripture that we put under that. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Luke 2, verse 52. I think it's important. Um, this The topic is singleness. But it's important to humanize the humanity of Jesus. He is God the Son. He is God, the second person of the Trinity. But he came to earth as a human being, flesh and blood, as a baby. He obviously dealt with temptation. Um, a lot of people just don't see that. But the Bible says that he was tempted in every area, yet did not sin. And when you see uh, the, in fact, we have uh, a, another topic, Jesus, is he God? It's a question. Jesus, is he God? And we present that Jesus is deity, but we also deal with him being God and man coexisting. So I think it's important uh, if that this is how we begin uh, the keys, the keys on singleness, and we subtitle it how to be single and satisfied. Now, understand, there are many married people who are not single and they're not satisfied. So most people assume that marriage is the only solution. Um, many married people would tell you, no, it is not. Now, there is a right marriage. There's, there are some wonderful marriages. But if we're in a state of singleness for whatever time, there will be a way God will use our lives and that will bring fulfillment to us as long as we yield our will to His will and He will use us in very uh, specific ways. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions, any concerns about the topic of singleness, as June was talking about that and presenting a little bit of our keys for living on that, we have that resource for you if you'd like to order that for yourself. It's called Singleness, Satisfied and Single. By the way, she also mentioned the keys for living on Jesus, Is He God? And that is subtitled, Is the Deity of Christ Defendable? Uh, Either of those, as well as many other resources, actually, are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the right resource. Maybe it's one of those, Keys for Living, or another of our Keys for Living. We have over 100 topics there, many other books and Bible studies that June has written. So um, just ask customer support what might be most useful, most helpful to you, and they'll be happy to recommend something. And again, their number is 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. Now, let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a listener on WQLV in Michigan. This evening, we welcome Braylon. Well, hello, Braylon. Welcome to Hope. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. How can we help you? Well, um, my issue is that um, I'm dealing with loneliness, not having... Someone as a um, a partner, you know, because we're not to do. We we're. I feel well. I know that we're not to do things alone. That's in the Bible, and um, I I go through things by myself. You know, I have children, and um, but I just don't have a partner, and and it's. I don't have a partner. I'm not married. I'm I'm single, and um, but the partner I'm looking for is someone that can that can keep me motivated, encouraged, and things of that nature. And it just it's just been a struggle having someone like that. I've always been there for others. You know, mm-hmm. if I was a pair of pants and someone was pulling on on them. They probably have them down to my knees by now because I'm always there for any and everyone. My bishop sees that in me where I am very supportive, you know, but then at the end of the day, I have absolutely no one that I feel is strong enough to be the encourager, the friend, you know, 
uh, that that partner that I need. Mm-hmm. You said you have children. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Okay, and what are their ages? One. Excuse me. My youngest is thirty-eight. Okay. And my oldest is forty-six. Okay. So you have two children, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And uh, are they males, females, or one of each? They're both males, and they're both married. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they live near? I have one that lives near, and I have one um, that lives in Florida. Okay. That's a long way from Michigan, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And do uh does the married uh son does he have children? Yes, both of them are married and mm-hmm. my oldest son has um four children. Um excuse me. Um and my youngest son has two. Okay. The reason I'm being specific and, and just asking these questions um, is the role of my mother toward her grandchildren was ex- ex- extraordinary. And yeah. I watched it. Um, in fact, if I say the name Charles Stanley, do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, that name sounds so familiar, Charles Stanley. He was—he oh. just went to be with the Lord, but he, many people called him America's pastor, Dr. Charles Stanley. Oh, okay. I knew that name sounded very familiar. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, so practical in his sermons, his messages, a very uh-huh. gifted Bible communicator. Uh-huh. And uh, years ago, when we first started our ministry, which is called Hope for the Heart, I happened to be in Atlanta and had worked out a time that I could interview him. And he was very, very, very popular in terms of so many people would turn on their televisions and uh, many who did not even have a church, that was their church. Not that he wanted it that way, but the point is, um, in fact, I had an aunt who definitely was not a Christian. She had a real critical spirit, and then I saw her change. And Uh I thought, I didn't know why, and I asked my uncle, I said, what's happened to my aunt? And he he said, well, June, we've been watching him on television, Uh and she prayed to receive Christ. And Uh I I said, well, I, 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 I could definitely tell the difference. I asked him this question. I said, who was the most influential person in your life? His answer was, my grandfather, 
whom I only met four times. Oh. Yeah, that's what I did. Oh. I said, <laughs> what, what was so influential about him? And he, he said, and, and there had been a divorce. And, mm-hmm. and so he was not a, really seeing much of his grandfather, though obviously he respected him tremendously. He said, Charles, when you throw that paper, he had a paper route, and mm-hmm. he said, when you throw that paper at each home, Throw it on the porch. Mm-hmm. Pray for that family. Pray for that family because you do not know what's going on behind closed doors. And there are so many that need a changed life. And the, just the way he talked, it helped Charles. He said, that's when I learned to pray. And mm-hmm. then he said this. If God tells you to run through a brick wall. You run as hard and as fast as you can because if he says run through the brick wall, he will make the way through that brick wall. And he said, I learned to trust God because of my grandfather. And what... And the reason I'm even sharing this, it just popped into my head when you were talking about, okay, you have now, I'm counting six grandchildren. And the impact that you can make, uh, a grandparent has a different role than the parent. And it's not that, they can just get anything they want from grandmother or grandfather. But um, I remember when my mother died, um, I, I saw like two granddaughters who inde- independently said to me, Granny Ruth, that was my mother's name, Ruth. Mm-hmm. Granny Ruth was the greatest influence in my life. Mm-hmm. And another granddaughter, they were both, I can't remember if they were in their 20s. They might have been in their 20s. But the point is, it's when she had time with them. Mm-hmm. It's it. It's like what she did. She would go to um, many times to. At the time, it was called the Baptist bookstore, and mm-hmm. but she would go to a, a a Bible bookstore, and she would pick out the things that were would be significant for their ages, and, okay. and she she had a number of of other grandchildren too, but. I saw the intentionality. Mm-hmm. That was it. And they knew when they came to be at Granny Ruth's home in uh-huh. Dallas. These two lived in New York. And uh, yet to this day, they would tell you she was the greatest influence 
in their lives. And I'm I'm just sharing that because, you know, at times we wonder, God, how do you want to use me? Mm -hmm. Um, what, what, What could, what purpose do I have? And I think I just noticed how my mom, who became a widow at age it's maybe it might have been fifty six, and by the way, our our home life was very painful. So, um, and and she did not remarry, um, and I, but I saw how she was with others. She she did not grow up knowing the Bible. I did uh-huh. not grow up either knowing the Bible because. We were not in a biblically-based church. But I'm just telling you that when there were friends that came around her and they were authentic Christians and they loved her and they taught her um, Mm -hmm. and exposed her to the Bible, and she was just amazed. Mm -hmm. Now, she she wasn't a teacher. She couldn't Mm -hmm. do that. Um, I think it was the way she looked for ways to love others. Okay. But it wasn't to bring focus on herself. You know, some people give to get. They give to to get attention. But she would look at what would meet their needs. Okay. And I'm just... I adored her. I mean, I, I, you know, and yes, she made wrong choices early on in life. But, and she had a lot of shame about those wrong choices. But when I think of what she did when she, after she became a widow or I'll just say, you know, in her 50s and 60s and 70s, uh, it was just, she was adored by so many people, but it was the way she looked to express love to others, meeting certain needs. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, 
We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation and uh, something sure to connect with whatever you might be struggling with. The Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics, and uh, we would like to recommend some to you. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And let me recommend one of our keys for living called Singleness. It's called Satisfied and Single. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also, take a look at our website if you'd like to see all of the titles that are available there, as well as our, uh, well, that would be our keys for living, as well as the uh, books and Bible studies. There is a training program there for churches to be involved in understand this uh, kind of a care ministry in their church. It's called Lifeline to Hope. That's an online training program that's there as well. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get back to our conversation tonight with Braylon. Well, Braylon, I know I was telling you just things from my mom's life and just how I watched her. and But um, I just was so impressed because of the impact she had. And um, now, am I correct that your 38-year-old son, you said he has two children? Yes. Okay, and and is he the one who lives closest to you? No, the one with the four lives closest to me. Okay, I mistook that. Okay, so... I just got to thinking, I'm just telling you what I saw my mom do. There were times when they would be invited to come. At, at not, not all the children at one time, but, but it could be that they were all. But to come and, um, and, and literally have just special time where you would special attention um, uh-huh. and like um, what what uh, what are the ages of your grandchildren approximately um, the oldest one my oldest grandson is 26 
And okay. my, um, the one in the middle is 23. The one after the, the grandson in the middle is 23. The granddaughter is 22. Mm-hmm. She's 20. Yeah, she's 22. And, um, and the youngest one here, she is uh, 13. Mm-hmm. Well, just the concept that I, I have is um, they know when a, a, a person wants to give special t- attention, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, like your 13-year-old. Um, and it and it's 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 what I call focused attention, uh-huh. and just because you're you're going to have a lot of wisdom that those kids need, yes, and for you to be intentional and see if this is something that resonates with them, where you would want to come them to come it now it's not it doesn't have to be uh any it, it needs to be what is natural what would be right for you but i'm just thinking i understand I, I, by the way I, i'm gonna have to tell you this one day i was going to be teaching on the topic of loneliness and all of a sudden i thought of my mom i thought oh no I haven't asked mom, are you lonely? And this is like, I I know it had been at least two years after my dad had died. And I was, I I, I thought, how, how, how thoughtless of me. And I called her on the phone. I said, mom, tell me the truth. Are you lonely? And she was surprised. Am I lonely? Yes, I, I, I need you to tell me the truth. Are, mm-hmm. are you lonely? She said, well, honey, there are times, but June, there's always someone who needs a friend. And, and then she turned and she, she mentioned this one woman and I knew that that person was a widow, and um, and the and she had a little dog that had just died. Oh wow! And yeah, and, and and so my mom, she said, you know what I did for Mary? I uh, I just thought I will give her another. And I remember it was a white dog. I can't remember, but it, mother bought this little puppy. And, and, and initially, Mary said, well, I wasn't thinking about getting another dog now. But it, immediately, it captured her heart. <clears throat> and then she talked about another woman, uh, actually two women who lived together, and... Uh, they were from another country, and she said they 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 need help at times, and so mm-hmm. I figure out what I need to do to help them, and I I knew about them, but and then 
they they were not my mom's closest friends, but <clears throat> my point is she would look for those who had a need. And uh-huh. I, later I began to hear, well, some people, every once in a while somebody would come up to me and say, do you know what your mother did for me? And I'm, I'm looking at them. I may not even know them. Or if I knew them a little bit, I would say, no, I have no idea. And so they would tell. And they said, you mean she never told you? I said, no. She typically doesn't tell me what she does for others. Uh-huh. And and I thought, you know, but I heard it so many times. Do you know what your mother did for me? And, I, you know, I... I just finally realized, putting this all together, when she she said, well, yes, there are times I'm lonely, but there's always somebody who needs a friend. And, you know, the Bible says, bear one another's burdens, and Uh in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Uh And I am... I am very aware that I learned a lot of this from my mom. Uh-huh. It's easy for me to see needs. And um, I remember um, at times there would be a death of somebody uh-huh. my, where my brother was the president of a company. <clears throat> and... Um, uh, then if there's a death in that company, it, it was typically a man, and <clears throat> I would go with her to a home. And sometimes she didn't even know the widow, the new widow. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but she would, I can tell you exactly what she did. She would ring the bell or knock on the door and then she would be face to face with this new widow and uh-huh. she would say would you tell me what did you like most what did you enjoy most about your husband tell uh-huh. me about your husband and your mom did did not know this woman but all of a sudden there would be a smile a beaming, you know, and they would tell different things and she would engage them in maybe a 15-minute conversation. It could be longer, but then we then she would go from room to room, not not all the rooms, but she would go to the kitchen and look around. She didn't um I later figured out what she was doing. Uh She was trying to figure out, is there a need? Are there paper items, paper plates, Uh um, things that can be thrown away? And the reason I knew this is because she would also go where this is when there would be a telephone, you know, a, a landline. And she would look, and she would make sure that wherever there was a phone, there would be a pad so that people who would call, they could write down 
who called, what, what was uh, mentioned, just as a remembrance, because sometimes a new widow uh, is not thinking about who reached out, who, who brought what, or what to help. Anyway, so then we would go to a store, mm-hmm. and I, I, I remember my dearest friend, her mother, her, all of a sudden, my friend's father died, and mother came over, and she looked, she looked up, and there was a, a, a light fixture, but there was broken, uh, I'm going to say like a plaster figure or something, I mean fixture that was broken, and uh, mom just did the same thing. She looked around, and there was uh, the, the, this this death was a sudden death, and um, so she sent someone over to the house to mow the lawn. And I thought, huh? I mean, I I I, I was a learner. I just kept watching what she did unasked for. She didn't say, is there anything I could do to help? (laughs) No, she would just look and see what was the need. And I'm saying that because people would tell me, you know, she never asked me if I needed help, but I did need help. Uh And I, I just am I learned from her, and I just wonder if your children, your grandchildren, need need to learn from you how to oh, look. They have. That I'm sure they. That, well, that is wonderful. Yeah. Um, when we come back, um, let me know what you think. What do you think God is doing at this point in your life? And is there a ministry that God could be wanting you to have that is something that's on your heart, but right now that's not part of your life? Because that can be something that is really impactful. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And we're recommending tonight the keys for living on singleness called Satisfied and Single. And we would like to uh, let you know uh, the number for customer support again, if uh, they could hear from you and uh, you can have a conversation with them about whatever struggle you might be having in life, and uh, they'll help you with uh, the right resources. The number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And they'd like to hear from you and uh, uh, just, again, recommend some resources for you that might be helpful, or then as you are dealing with uh, maybe someone else who might be struggling with an issue in their life. They can recommend some uh, some things to be able to, to uh, talk to them about as well. So the number, again, 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, the number there is 800-917-800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll just get back to you and talk to you about what questions you have and when you might be available for an upcoming Hope in the Night. We welcome your call again. It's 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's return to our conversation now with Braylon. Well, Braylon, I'm interested in what you are thinking right now, is there something that you specifically want to share? Okay, so um, everything that you shared about um, your grandmother, I am that grandmother to my grandchildren. They, they grew up calling me their favorite grandmother in the whole wide world. Um, um, I, and when my kid, my cousins grew up, they called me their favorite cousin in the whole wide world. I started that with them when they first started speaking. You know, who is his favorite granny in the whole wide world? Oh. We have a phenomenal <laughs> relationship. The only one that really don't know me is uh, the baby because she's only three months and she's in Florida. And everything. So, um, starting with my sons, we call ourselves the Three Musketeers. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. We are uh, very close and everything. And I know that if um, 
um, something is burdening me, and if I share it with them, they will take the time to listen. Um, and so it's, you know, my oldest son, he got off work today. He stopped by. He always take my can out to the street, and I tell him he don't have to do that, but this is a way that he put his eyes oh. on me. Wow. Well, I wonder who he got that from. Sounds like he's he's gotten it from his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are a very loving, loving, close-knit family. He stood and talked to me for about an hour and a half. And he mm. knew I was going to go to Bible class. And said, go home, go home, go home. <laughs> you know. Oh, but gosh. the thing is, is that they are there for me. My family... My, uh, my, my uh, children and my, uh, I would say my children and grandbabies, they are mm-hmm. there for me. Um, but okay. there are things that you would talk with that you need to talk to someone else about because I don't believe that your children and grandchildren should have to know that there are things that may be burdening you and they, they and then start impacting their lives. So I know that um, it's, um, you know, like when when Jesus picked his disciples, Jesus picked his disciples, and when he sent them out, he sent them out in pairs. He didn't let them go out one by one because if the attack was to come upon uh, that one, then that one could be brought down. But if they go out in pairs, then... There was some support there. That's me. I need the support. I am now out there. Feel, I feel that I am out there alone, even with all the love. Now, in my church, oh, my God, they call my name. Sometimes I want to change it because I am <laughs> very active in church. I have um, over the nurses ministry, and I uh, go to oh. Bible class, everything. I'm in in classes where I learn more about the Word of God, so I'm um, I'm and I'm all of that that you spoke about, <laughs> and so it's just that when people call me because my bishop will put someone with me, he'll say, uh, "Let Braylon work with you." You know, the women have issues and things like that, and he'll say, "Well, I'm going to pair you up with Braylon." Well, everybody mm-hmm. prayed up paired up with Braylon, and Braylon is, full, you know, their energy, because I feel that I'm a very compassionate person, and um, um, and so I encourage them and talk them through things, and they call me whenever they want to and need to, and um, they, they cry, their heart is broken, and this, that, and the other, they come out of relationships that you know that's been really brutal and and so and I talk to them to where they get themselves together and they're stronger you know but to know that um, but to do that that takes my energy and then at the end of the day I say mm-hmm. Lord I don't have anybody but my dog, Cosmo. (laughs) (laughs) Who do I talk to? I know I can talk to the Lord, but he put people here so we can be with each other, not to go 
be by ourselves. And so that's what I'm talking about. Just it's just um, sometimes well, I heard I you say overwhelmed. You yes, know, my I mom heard, was I... one of the first ones to die of COVID. Oh, you know, and oh. the newspaper and things like that. My dad died years ago, so I have no parents, and I don't have. I just don't have. I don't have what I need as far as um um. God's additional power source, someone that I could plug into that can uh, touch and agree with me in prayer, that can say, hey, hey, Braylon, how's your day? You doing all right? And, you know, I, you know, that's what I need because everybody I know is married in a relationship. So I can't be, you know, I won't say bugging them because when we need one another and we're uh, God's children, that's what he wants us to do. Go to, go to your brother, go to your sister. But I don't have that. But you did mention that you did not have a partner. And you said, I later you said, I want a partner. Let yeah. me mention something that um, I have an idea you've heard. You've heard the saying, opposites attract. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, that may be true. And that is true to a degree, mm -hmm. but it's similarities that bond. If you have nothing in common with another person, um, that's going to be difficult yeah. because it's the shared experience. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You want someone you can share with. So mm -hmm. um, I, I told you I was going to ask you, is is there a ministry, a type of ministry you've always wanted to be a part of? Or is there something you have always wanted to do uh, but never took time to do it? And I'm going to give an example. There was um, a man at our ministry called Hope for the Heart. And he was pretty much a loner. Um, and I never forget, there was a point at which he went and took a photography class. Mm -hmm. And he met someone there because of their shared interest mm -hmm. in photography. She was taking the photography class. And I was very surprised. But he ended up marrying her, even though he did not have great skills in peopling. And I thought, how interesting. But it, it was the like-mindedness of that activity. I know a woman who, she was very interested in um, stained glass doing stained glass windows or, or sometimes just little items. Mm -hmm. And she took a class. And sure enough, <laughs> there was someone there that they were drawn together because of that like-mindedness. And that's why I say it is true opposites can attract but it's similarities that bond. 
In, in fact, if you if you have nothing, um, one one person could care less about camping and getting out in nature. Uh, uh-uh, mm-hmm. not at all. And here's somebody else who loves being out and loving to do certain things of the outdoors. Um, and you know, and it it could be all the way from you know ex- exercise, certain kinds of exercise. But but the point is that shared experience can be part of the bonding process initially. So, is there something that you've thought about doing? You've considered it, but you just haven't done that. Yes, being a motivational speaker. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. How wonderful. <laughs> that That's impressive. Yeah. So, have you prepared uh, messages? I do. I have prepared messages, and, and I'm um, finishing up a book that I, um, I've been working on, and it's called The Men That Made Me. And um, I shared that with Jeff, and I was, you know, the book is based on past relationships that, um, that I was in, and, but the, the beauty and the beauty of the book is the fact that instead of carrying it out in anger, I learned how to grow from those past experiences and to love, you know, to have love even for those who were not loving to me. And that's how we should be anyway. And so that's... That's a huge message. That That is yeah. so needed. So needed. Well, we need to pray for that book to find its audience and... Um, that uh, it may be just the right person would come along who would so value you because of what you've shared in writing. Well, that's a start in terms of being able to attract people where God could bring them to you, those who would be like-minded. Well, I think you've got so much. I, I hear the love in your heart. I hear that you uh, want to share it with someone. It can be a wonderful friend. We'll be sending resources to tonight's caller, and we are able to do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. I want to recommend one of our keys for living called Purpose in Life. It's called Pinpointing Your Priorities. And you may order that at uh, for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. <laughs>